What is up, beautiful people out in the world? By the time you hear this episode, it will be May 6th. And I was listening to the episode that released today. Um, Well, you guys know this podcast is two weeks in advance. So by the time you guys hear this on May 6th, um, it was uh, April 22nd when I heard the podcast I had released. And there was a little story that I realized I wanted to tell you guys because as I was listening to it, I was like, you know what? I got to tell that story. (laughs) I want to tell the story today, you guys, of, um, uh, you know, a ministry that I was a part of. Um, Anyway, let's go ahead and pray, you guys, because you know how I can be sometimes. I could just start chat, 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 chat. And I'm like, okay, Lord, hold the phone. So you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And um, I want to jump into this conversation today. We are going to finish up... um, you know, different pillars in relationships, qualities that you need to have within yourself to have really, really great relationships. Um, today we were supposed to be talking about uh, trust in relationships, but I, I, I need to tell this story to you guys first. And uh, we might get to it, might not. Either way, oh, you have the alarm going off, my friends. Oh my goodness. Okay, let me turn that off really quick. Sorry, y'all. Seriously, I have a driveway alarm. Yes, I do. We had somebody try to break into my my uh, truck one time and get inside from the gas out of it. Why is that coming on still? I thought I turned it off. I'm not sure what's going on there. Oh, it's a deer. Huh, what do you know about that? Sorry, guys. Holy moly. Okay, so as you hear the drama going on in my house right now, well, let's go ahead and pray and... Um, Let's see here. Yeah, let's pray. We might get to trust in relationships. I'm not sure. I want to tell the story, though, that I want to tell you guys. I want to finish talking about quality in relationships, and we'll see where we go from there. So let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Father God, thank you for this day. Uh, Thank you, Lord, so much for just being with us, God, just being sovereign over us, Lord. You know, you you still have plans to prosper us, God. You have not forgotten us, Lord. You are are with us in the fire and the flood, God. Uh, Lord, thank you, Father, that... uh, Anything and everything we go through, Lord, you will be with us, God. You are fully aware of everything that's going on in our lives and in the world around us. Lord, let us just focus on today the things we're responsible for. You know, our routine responsibilities, our life, our marriages, our children, our health, our careers, our money, our seven areas of life that we manage, God. Let us manage those things well. Um, and, you know, let us know what we can do and then help us to live in the limitations that we have, what we can and we cannot do. Let us have those boundaries established in our life, God. Let us not invite any unnecessary stress or chaos that we can let in based upon looking at the outside world, Lord. It's crazy out there, God. But you know what, Lord? Thank you that you're a shelter from the storm. You say we will build our house upon the rock. And when the winds and waves come, Lord, it will not fall. So, Lord, you know, we can sit comfortably in your grace, God, in your presence, Lord. Look out. See the storm beating against the house, Lord. But we're in you, God. And with that being said, we are going to be just fine, Jesus. So I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the power and the authority and the grace you've given to us in this time. Lord Jesus, when you died and rose again and you came back, Lord, you set up a new covenant, a new system. Let us understand what that means in the context of our life, God. Let us understand your power, authority, and grace flowing through our lives, Lord. Father, glorify your name. Jesus, glorify your name through us. Just as the Father conferred a kingdom onto you, Lord Jesus, you have given a kingdom to us, your children. Let us walk and live in that like like you say it is. Whatever barriers we have that are keeping us from living in that reality that you've given us a kingdom, that you've given us a purpose, that we are to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth, that we can live from heaven as it is on earth, that everything that you have is ours. Lord, burn it away. Lord, we got we got too, we got too many things to do in this life to uh, worry about these temporal things. Um, you know, the things we do worry about, you tell us not to worry about, Lord. 
So God, forgive us for that. Forgive us for wasting energy on those things that we're already securing you. So I love you, God. I pray you bless this podcast today. God, direct my storytelling time, Lord. <laughs> Help me to communicate just so clearly, Lord, um, that where you've led me in my life, things that, that have happened with me. And I pray it can encourage other people. And uh, Lord, that you would just continue to bless my brothers and sisters out there who listen to this podcast. Um, thank you, God, for them. I pray that they're getting some grace out of this thing. I pray they're getting encouraged and strengthened. And, uh, you know, just growing in more in their confidence in you, Lord, and, and growing empowered in their life, finding an identity that is built upon their character and values that you've given to them um, just through creating them and through your grace, Lord, that, that gives them the courage and authority to live out the life that you've put inside of them. Help people, Lord, to realize that they can really make a judgment call. Are they committed to you? And if they are, you will give them the desires of their heart. Let us not be afraid to walk in what what who we know we are in you. If my brothers and sisters know that they're committed to you, help them to realize that all the plans you have for them, you know, the vision board or whatever they've put in their mind, the vision they've casted over their life, God, that, that that's your will. You know, and I pray if my brothers and sisters on here do not have a vision for their life, mm-hmm, Lord, stir that in them. Please, God, you say we will die without it. Lord, we got to know where we're going in this life or we're just going to take everything on and be burdened and stressed. We need to know, we need to have that vision in front of us, God. And then we need your wisdom to help us to know what to take with us and what to throw out, God. So um, I thank you, Lord, that in you, we have all these things. So Father, God, direct this conversation. I love you and just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So you guys, I had done a podcast that released on April 22nd. And in the very beginning, you know, I like to, I've been, I'm noticing, I've been sharing just with you guys the things that God's encouraging me with. Um, it's really important to me. Um, I want to encourage the body of Christ. And so, uh, you know, I was sharing with you guys just that revelation or that encouragement that the Lord had given to me or showed me through the parable of the 10 virgins. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but just being in that prepper mode, worrying about, oh crap, you know, I hope I'm, you know, doing enough or whatever. And at the end, you know, the Lord told the ones who kind of showed up beating on the door to part from me. I never knew you. And just realizing that knowing him and loving him is really all you need to be doing in this time. And I know it can be really frustrating at times because you're like, what the heck? I got things to do. And it's like, you know, yes, you got things you need to do. And you know what? God willing, those things will get done and ask God to give you wisdom and give you resources to do those things. But if your heart is not in the process of really knowing him, if you say, you know, you know him, but you're not really knowing him and seeking him, if you're just kind of treating him like a friend with benefits, um, that's going to be exposed one day. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I said in the other podcast, we cannot treat the Lord like you know, like, like a prostitute, you know what I'm saying? Um, it sounds a little harsh. Oh my gosh, Ashley, it's a Christian podcast. I can't believe you just said that. No, I'm just talking real. You guys, I mean, you, you, I'm trying to make a very strong point so that we cannot just use the Lord for what we want and just act like there's no value to the Lord. Right. And that's the problem. You know, there's value to people and people don't treat people like they have value. And that's why we got the problems we got, but you're going to get me going on another conversation. So anyway, as I was thinking about that this morning, um, I brought up that whole prostitute thing, right? And then it reminded me of a ministry that I was a part of. And, and uh, you know, so let me just tell you guys a story. So I think I've shared with you guys that at one point in my life, I was going to the going to school to become a registered nurse. All right. Um, that was going to be the way I was going to redeem my parents' life. You know, I was going to prove to my family and everybody else that, you know what, my parents weren't just a bunch of worthless alcoholics that raised these kids that, you know, are going to struggle. <laughs> You know, um, that, uh, you know what, my parents are better than that. Cause you know, I always wanted to defend my mom and 
defend my dad because I, I knew things that other people didn't know. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I've just figured I could just redeem their reputation through my life. And so my plan was, and plus I had uh, a son and I was like, well, you know what? I'll just go be a nurse. I'll go make killer money. And, uh, you know, I'll take care of my family. Well, um, obviously, you know, as life happened and I had more children, um, life, you know, different things happened. Um, I ended up taking care of my stepdad and, you know, helping him out and just having more children, going to work, you know. Um, so it took me a really long time to even finish getting into the nursing program. Gosh, I think um, I think I tried five years getting into that program and my GPA wasn't high enough. It was only 3.67. They wanted a 3.99 or whatever. I had to redo chemistry. I'd already done chemistry two times and I was just like, you know what, I'm done. Like, you know, it just didn't fit in my life at the time. It wasn't a priority for me, honestly. Um, I think by the time um, I decided to stop rolling over my application, I already had, I think, four kids at the time and I was homeschooling them. And it just, you know, the season had changed and I just, my heart wasn't in being a nurse anymore. It really wasn't. I was like, you know what? I've got other things I'm doing that are really important to me. And it was, it was heartbreaking because I was like, great. I'm not going to be the, yeah, I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do. You know, I'm very much a person of my word. And so I almost felt like I was betraying myself in a way. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I really want to do what I want to do, though. And I want to, I want to, I want to educate my children. And uh, I can't do that if I'm going to be gone. And so anyway, you know, um, uh, before, though, all of that, a little thing before that, you guys, I was, so I was working at a nursing home for a while. Um, I quit working after I had baby number two. So obviously there'd been a couple years in between when I was kind of in between this thing. Anyway, so I was working at the nursing home. I think I worked there for almost five years. At the very end, I built some really good relationships with some of the residents that were there. And, uh, you know, um, I decided that I was going to start a Bible study with them. And so um, after I quit working there, um, you know, I had baby number three. I decided, you know, I'm going to stay home with the kids now and start homeschooling and stuff. Um, I once a week, I would go to the, the nursing home that I had worked at and go do a Bible study with the residents. Well, the, um, I did that for like a year, maybe two years. I can't remember you guys. I think at least a year I did this Bible study. Well, it was coming to an end. I knew God was shutting the door. And, uh, so, you know, I was, I got to the very last, the la very last study, the last day. And there was a resident's daughter that was there. And, uh, you know, so she was listening and stuff and we got done and, after we, you know, took everybody back to their rooms or whatever, she was like, she just kind of was sharing her life with me. And, uh, you know, she was saying how she had been involved in the, uh, you know, lifestyle being in a club and that kind of thing. And I was, I was like, wow, you know, I had never, I never knew that about her, you know? So I was like, wow. Okay. And no judgment or nothing. You know, I was just like, oh, okay. You know, cause I didn't, I didn't really felt like she knew me enough to, to tell me that kind of stuff. So, um, but I was honored in a way, you know? And, uh, so, um, I was, me and my husband, as I, we, I was doing this Bible study, we were also living with uh, the church at the time and, uh, you know, living in that little one bedroom I told you guys that we all packed into for nine months. Well, as we were living there, the, the lady who, uh, one of the leaders of the church, um, she was a good friend of mine at the time. She was look, working at a, uh, life center for, um, I was like, uh, what do you call it? It's, a uh, Basically, it's it's for it's for pregnant moms. You know, they can go there, get resources, get get some encouragement. You know, get some clothes for their kids, or and and get community resources, right, for different programs that are out there. You know, but there you could go there, you could get clothes, you could get parenting classes, you know, counseling, whatever. You know, um, get hookups for ultrasounds, 
you know, it, it's it's basically an alternative to Planned Parenthood, okay? So she had worked there. Well, uh, this this place that she had worked at, um, this, uh, I don't know what to call it, you guys, this, you know, re- this community resource for people. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Life Center. We're going to call it a Life Center. The Life Center needed money. And so um, uh, there was... Uh, there was some, one of the ladies who was working there, um, a friend of mine, she was going to do a, um, a fundraiser, like a, like a 5k, like a run or something to make, to raise money for the life center. So she had gotten connected with somebody who had done those things before. Well, it turns out that this gal who had done fundraisers before had been started a ministry, um, at a, and she was going into these clubs. And I was like, what the heck? It was crazy because I, it never even crossed my mind. This lady had, and that's the thing, the late, the friend of mine, you know, when I went to the Bible study, we finished it up. And then the daughter who was talking to me about how she was, she, that's what it was. I forgot to tell that. She had always wanted to be able to go into a club and minister to girls. So I was like, whoa, what the heck? Like I was blown away. So my friend was telling me that, hey, you know, we've met this gal. She knows how to fundraise. So, and she also is connected and she ministers to women in, in the, in the clubs. And I was like, what the heck? I said, that is so crazy. I said, I just met this gal. I just finished up this Bible study and this girl, and and by the way, she was local, right? These are all local, local women. And I go, she was talking about how she wants to go into the club and, and minister to these women. I go, that is such a trip. I was like, God, what the heck are you doing? Right? Just with this crazy connection. So I call up this gal and I said, Hey, you are not going to believe this. I said, I, um, you know, the people I'm staying with right now, I said, uh, you know, my friend, she's, she's doing a fundraiser with this other gal to make money for the life center. I said, it turns out that they do ministry in the clubs. And I just wanted to let you know that like, you know, maybe, maybe this is your opportunity. Well, she, she didn't really bite onto it very much. It was, I was kind of shocked. Maybe she was just like, what the heck, you know, like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not ready for that. Have you ever thought in your heart, you wanted something from God? And then he brings it and you're like, whoa, put the brakes on. Never mind, Lord, I'm going to wait on that. Th- that's kind of what it felt like. And I was like, oh, so I was kind of surprised that she she wasn't getting on board with it, right? So all of a sudden, you know, time goes on and, you know, my friend is still working with this gal. And this, th- these ladies, they're like, hey, we're looking for we're looking for volunteers to go into the clubs. Well, the, 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 the town I was living at the time, there was only one gentleman's club, um, believe it or not, you know, um, there was just one little hole in the wall <laughs> in this little town. And uh, so, but they were, the, the women, there was women that were going there and talking to these girls and uh, they were looking for volunteers. And there was also coffee stands. I don't know if you guys know about these, but there's coffee stands where, you know, girls are pretty much half dr- half dressed. I don't even know if you could call it that. Um, and they serve coffee and they're all over Washington state and all over different parts of, you know, the U.S., I'm sure, but they're definitely all over Washington State. And so anyway, um, I mean, you guys, I, they even have stripper poles in some of them. It's, it's no joke. I, I, I know some of your young virgin ears are probably burning right now, but seriously. So there's all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Just insane. Insanity. So they were looking for women to go to the coffee stands and go to into the clubs. Well, I was like, okay, I didn't I personally wasn't compelled because I'd never been in that lifestyle. Um, I'd never been compelled. I'd never been in a situation like that. So I thought, how in the heck am I going to connect with these women when I don't have that background? 
you, you guys get what I'm trying to tell you? So I wasn't, I wasn't thinking I was going to be the one, but I, I considered it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I would, you know, just to, just to do something different, you know, kind of a little crazy, you know, you guys know me. I, I like to go against the grain in different ways. So anyway, um, so we, me and my friend that I was living with at the time, you know, we start going to these meetings, right? And and we're, you know, just kind of listening, listening about the organization and kind of their heart for how they're trying to, you know, um, restore women and, and get them back into society in a healthy way, you know, end human trafficking, all that kind of stuff, right? So go to these meetings and sitting there and I'm listening and and she goes, uh, you know, they're looking for volunteers and you know, I'm, I, 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 I had sit there and I was just absorbing and I didn't say anything. And, you know, I said goodbye to him because it was over and I get in my car and this lady comes out the front door and she goes into my window and she's banging on my window and I rolled it down. And I'm like, what's up? She goes, she looks straight at me and she goes, Ashley, God put it on my heart. You're the one to go to the club. I was like, what? God, God told you that? Like, huh? And I didn't, I didn't turn her down or nothing. I didn't shut it down. I just said, hmm, I'm going to consider that. So I went back home and I was like, okay, Lord, do you really want me to go into these clubs? I've never been in that lifestyle. Like, are you sure I'm the one to go in there and talk to these women? So make a long story short, you guys, this, you know, we might not get to the podcast. That's okay though. You guys got to hear the story. So I go to... Where I'm living at the time, I was part of a homeschool co-op uh, for the, you know, through the public school, and uh, I went there for their last little um, um, end of the year thing or whatever, right? And uh, I had to leave early uh, for the day. Um, oh, and that was the other thing. I I had already uh, volunteered to go to the coffee stands, but um, I had not volunteered to go to to the club. So I was leaving early to go to the coffee stand with another friend of mine and um, go talk to these women. And uh, so I was sitting there and this lady goes, well, why are you leaving early? I go, well, you know, I go, believe it or not, you know, there's this ministry that, uh, you know, kind of contacted us, you know, looking for volunteers. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to the coffee stand with this other gal and, and, you know, kind of talk to these women. And she looked at me and she goes, Ashley, she goes, I was in a club for 11 years. And she goes, there was this girl that would come into the club and would talk to me and, and never judged me and was there for me. And she goes, you know, she would, and, uh, you know, she goes, I'd blow her off. It had nothing to do with her, you know, but she kept showing up. And uh, she goes, one day my kids were kidnapped from me. And, um, you know, this woman was there for me and prayed with her. I, I'm pretty sure she got her kids back. I, I, I don't remember all the details of the story. But uh, she just talked about this woman was there for her in her in her you know deepest time of need, you know, and she ended up getting out of the club and this or that. And I was like, wow, oh, it was confirmation for me because that's exactly what we were going to be doing, what we were going to be a part of going into this club, and it was incredible. And you know, I remember the first night I went, I wasn't really shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked by the women, but I was shocked by the men that were going in there only because there was, you you guys, I'm telling you, there's this whole other world of darkness that you just, if you have not been in it, you can't conceive of it. And, uh, you know, not, not, not hating on either side of the equation, just, uh, you know, realizing the depravity of man. Anyway, so 
I went in there and, uh, you know, there's no alcohol in uh, places like that, which is great. Hallelujah. There should not be. That would be such a disaster. Now, in the club that I went to, there was, I've never been to any other club like that. Um, I'm sure there probably is in other clubs, but this one in particular, there wasn't any alcohol, but I'm sure the girls definitely put some down before they got up there because I don't know how the heck they do what they do. Anyway, you guys, so um, uh, there was a gal that was in there. Um, you know, and I would go sit, I would just go sit up at the bar area and I would talk to the bartender and, uh, you know, just be there, you know, just kind of like taking it in like, wow, this is, this is a different life, you know? And, uh, so after I'd gone in there for, gosh, I think it was a couple months, um, there was a girl that had just started working there and she approached me and she had just moved and we hit it off. Like, I don't know what it was, but, uh, that was the last night she was in the club. And uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, I ended up picking her up, um, hanging out with her, you know, taking her to, you know, she just moved out, her and her husband and her kids and stuff. And so she needed some things for her baby and everything. And so I took her over to the Life Center and, you know, helped her get get her baby some clothes and just developed a friendship with her. And uh, I was just like, man, Lord. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, I still talk to that girl to this day. I haven't talked to her in a while. Um, she moved She moved away and, you know, um, you know how that goes um, as far as contact with people. You know, they move out of state. She was the military, got your own life. You know, she's a very busy woman. But uh, it was just, a, it was a really cool experience. Um, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a God thing. And, uh, you know, um, you just never know what, where the Lord's going to take your life, man. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I was a part of that for, gosh, at least a few years. You know, I'm going to say I did the ministry thing in the club for maybe a year. Um, and then, um you know, I, I can't remember what happened after that. I, oh, you know what? That club ended up getting shut down. Actually, yes, it did. We prayed for that. That place got shut down. I think a roofing company owns it now. <laughs> um, or, or maybe a coffee spot. It was going to be a coffee spot, and then it's like roofing or something. I don't know. But anyway, that place is gone now. Um, you know, those a lot of those women are out of it, and uh, their lives are, are completely different. It's pretty amazing, you know. Um, so, yeah, you guys, that was the story I wanted to tell you. Um, like I said, you just never know what God's going to do in your life. You never know who he's going to connect you with and you never know, um, how, what's going to happen. And, you know, let me tell you another thing too. When I was going into these clubs, right? Cause I was surprised that the Lord would even have me do something like that. Um, he'd given me a dream one night of what it felt like being on that stage and just basically the anxiety. And I felt everything they were feeling in that dream. And I was really grateful for that because it gave me another level of compassion for them, which I think I already had a level of compassion for them, you know, but it really helps me understand what they were feeling. And so it just helped me to go deeper with these women in that way. And so it was just, it was a really, um, um, how would you say, I would say it was a humbling experience for me. Um, it really helped me see how God could use your life in many different types of ways and how, you know, you just, like I said, you just never know. So anyway, you guys, that was the story I have for you that I was going to tell you guys on April 22nd. So if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, I'm sure you guys are going to get some value out of that. But this is the story that was going along with the April 22nd podcast. Yes, I've been involved in ministries with women who were involved with, um, you know, just sex trafficking and struggling and, you know, um, kind of knowing of that world a little bit. I was never of that world, but God let me experience it, um, you know, through that. So that was interesting, but uh, definitely something that um, will always be in my heart in that way and just kind of being involved in women's life that way. And so, you know, just pray for those women out there who are stuck in that, you guys. I mean, even now these days, it's it goes on all over the world and, 
Um, you know, I never even, I mean, I never even knew the depths of it. Um, there, cause as I was getting involved with this ministry, I started reading some books, you know, things that were going on. I read this book called Renting Lacey and oh my God, it ripped my heartstrings out. I was like, Lord have mercy. It talks about all the brothels and things that go on in Calcutta and India. And oh man, it just, it, I was, I mean, this the righteous indignation, man. I said, Lord, what the heck is going on? You know, and so anyway, you guys, um, uh, that that's all I have for you today. <laughs> that is that is part of my life. That is some ministries that I've been involved in. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, yeah, gosh, that was years ago. I'm gonna say that was about seven years ago that I was involved in that. Maybe eight. It was nine. Gosh, time flies. Holy freaking moly, you guys. So anyway, my friends, that is it. I don't think I'll get into um, those other two. Um, Barry or no, those two, uh, not barriers. Sorry, guys, I'm looking at the wrong page. Um, qualities and relationships. We're, we'll go over that tomorrow, okay? Um, but yeah, I want to tell you guys that story. It's story time today. Um, you guys, be ready for whatever God will have you do. Keep your heart open and just know this about God. He's never going to make you do anything you don't want to do. So right now, if you are serving Christ and you are feeling so burdened, you need to take a step back. I'm going to tell you that right now, because think about how we make God look bad when us as Christians are getting burned out. What does that say? Do you think people need any more burnout these days? Are people not burned out and stressed and full of anxiety? They need to actually see that uh, living life in Christ is extremely desirable. And they're not going to see that if we're a bunch of burned out Christians, uh, you know, talking about how hard we're working in the Lord. The work you do better bring you so much joy and peace. If you ain't got joy and peace in the work that you're doing, um, I'm going to question it. And I think you should too, because God will always lead you in peace. And I was talking about this. I don't know if you guys ever, I don't know if you guys checked out that video I did um, with Sped Homeschool. Uh, we were talking about dethroning fear, you know, just realizing that why do we discredit God's peace? You know what I'm saying? Why do we think it's not enough when it comes to making decisions in life? right? Oh God, lead me, lead me. So he leads you in peace in your heart and you're not looking for the peace in your heart. You're looking for your circumstances to change. You know what, friends, let me tell you right now, that is not the way it works. You know, God demands faith. <laughs> he demands faith, faith, the evidence of, you know what, God, I know I'm trusting you because I know I got peace in my heart and that's all I need. Is the peace of God enough for you? Is he enough for you? Ask the question, my friends. So I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for taking 26 minutes to listen to my story. I hope I communicate it clearly. I, I, I haven't forgot about it, but I just haven't told this story in a long time um, as far as, uh, you know, different places I've been. So that's a part of my life, you guys. Be ready for however the Lord is going to lead you, but, but you better do it with a cheerful heart. You know, we got to show that serving God is a glorious thing, that God is not a burden. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. That, you know, I, there's actual joy and following Christ. And uh, if we don't have joy as Christians, as the body, mm, 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 mm. Um, you better check yourself. You know, get sober, right? Uh, get sober in your relationship with God and, and ask him to say, you know what, Lord, forgive me for burning myself out and calling it all in the name of the Lord. You guys, I only say that because I did that as a Christian. You know, I burned myself out and I said it was the Lord's work. Wow. So anyway, my friends, I love you so much, you guys. Thank you for listening today to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. 
Um, I hope this this is adding value. If this is the first time you've listened to it, we are towards the very end of this life coaching series. It started January 20th. Um, Before that, I always talk about boundaries, maturity, growing in the grace of God. Um, What's the other one, you guys? There's three of them. Maturity, boundary, bonding, integrating God's grace. I think, yeah. Anyway, there's tons of episodes that talk about all those four things from different perspectives. So you guys... Go back to those episodes, listen to them, get some get some encouragement for your life. Anyway, my friends, I'm going to get off here. Sorry about the stupid driveway alarm. Like I said, the deer was jumping over the fence and I uh, set the alarm off. Good thing it was that and not anything else, right? So you guys continue to pray for us too, that, you know, God will continue to put his grace on us. I'm praying for you guys, that God will put his grace on you guys and protect, all, protect you guys, protect your possessions. That, you know, what does it say? The angel of the Lord. Um, and camps around those who fear him so that we would be in awe of God and that God's angels would uh, surround us and protect us because uh, you know what? We need it in this world, you guys. So anyway, love you so much. Have an awesome rest of the day and I will see you guys tomorrow.